This podcast is not intended as a substitute for the medical advice of physicians. The listener should regularly consult a physician in matters relating to their health and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. Thank you and enjoy listening. In our podcast, Difficult Conversations About Beauty, we are examining unfiltered beauty through the ages by having candid chats with women of all ages, including women in their teens, their 30s, 50s, and 70s. We're discussing the tricky things that affect all women in terms of their beauty and self-image, and we're making important discoveries that can help you and those you love today. Today, we welcome Brooke, who I met as a school mum a few years ago and who is now one of my closest and dearest friends. Brooke has an aura about her that radiates such beauty that I really wanted to chat to her about self-image and her outlook on the world. So welcome, Brooke. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you. I'm excited too. Now, Brooke, I just wonder if you can tell everyone a little bit about yourself. I'm a mum of three beautiful little girls, so um, they are the centre of my universe. Um, I'm a school teacher, I'm an arts teacher, so I teach music, um, and I've also been learning how to be a cosmetic tattoo artist. So I've got my uh, planters in lots of different pots, but I just like to feel as though I'm evolving and constantly doing something that excites me. Um, I love beauty. Beauty, health, well-being. Um, yeah, I think that I live quite a positive, happy life. I love hard. Um, I just try to surround myself with all the right people and the right channels of energy. Um, I love to travel. So in a nutshell, yeah, that's me. Yeah, and it's, wow, what an awesome, like an awesome little bundle of exciting things that you are and I love. I think one of the most exciting things for me over the last year has been to watch you, like you said, to evolve. So you're evolving. Yeah. You're following your true, your true heart in terms of going, okay, what brings me joy? What makes me excited? What bring, what's my passion? Yeah. And then you're finding ways to integrate those things in your life, not only in terms of your personal time, but also in terms of your career as well. So tell us a little bit about your evolving uh, into a cosmetic tattoo artist? Well, it's something that I've always been really fascinated by. It is a form of artistry and, of course, coming from an arts background, um, it's always been something that has, yeah, just felt fascinating to me. Um, obviously, my sister, who's incredibly talented and um, beautiful, set up a business years ago. So it's something from the outside I've looked at and just thought, that is amazing and it is a true form of artistry and you're also, you know, working with women and having that involvement for me is so new because obviously for my career I've worked with little people. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's something I always want to do and last year I finally had the opportunity, I suppose, to actually dedicate myself to learning the art of it and I've been so um, blessed to have the access to the training Um and the involvement in it. So And are you loving yeah, it? It's just something that I love it so much. It's so awesome. It's exciting. It's fun and so new for me. Mm. Um, but I feel like the neighbor 
enables me to really hone in on that artistry that I know is just some always sitting within me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's an outlet as well. But yeah. yeah, it's really exciting. Absolutely. And it's thrilling to watch you actually learn it all and and kind of with every achievement that you make, it's like, I'm getting closer, I'm getting closer, I'm nearly there. So it's wonderful. Um, now, as a 37-year-old woman, what are your biggest concerns around your beauty and self-image? Well, I think it's so important for yourself to know your value, your worth and your beauty without allowing outside external sources um, infiltrate that or um, lean on what you think is beautiful. So, you know, it's hard in society these days because there are so many images of perfect women, but mm. I think that that's sad, you know, because the if we're all trying to look the same as people, we've lost ourselves somewhere along the way. So Absolutely. I think for me, try, staying true to myself, staying true to what I think is beautiful and the features that I love about myself mm, and just mm. constantly remind that I am an individual yeah. and I don't look like everybody else. So mm. I think it really is strength, confidence and and appreciating what you have already. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting because what we do find, and obviously I, I'm, in the, I'm in the specialty, I'm in the profession and I see it a lot, that when we do start breaking down facial features into their separate parts, so eyes, nose, lips, cheeks, chin, jaw, and so forth, when we start creating identical versions of those facial features on people, we start to lose what's most beautiful about ourselves and what's most unique, therefore, about our faces, and we start to look like everyone else. Um, and that's not actually attractive. So if you go, you know, when you, I'm just thinking, if you go to a bakery and you look at like a whole heap of croissants that all look the same, or a French patisserie, let's make it a little bit more exciting. And and you're looking at all these beautiful croissants, and you're there going, which one shall I choose? There will be one that looks, you know, one that the look of it appeals to you. You don't know what any of them tastes like, but you're going for the look of something. Now, if they mm. all look identical, I can guarantee that you're not going to be as excited and as stimulated to even be interested in them in the first place. So it's so important that we do look different from each other. Absolutely. So you're a mum to three girls, to three wonderful girls. What's your what's your biggest concern about how they're going to grow up in in this age when we're full of social media, filtered, filtered images, overfrozen, overfilled faces? What's your biggest concern for them to remain positive in their appreciation of their beauty? My main concern probably is like you touched on social media. Um, yeah. you know, that it's another world really that we haven't quite tapped into yet with our girls, but it is the one thing that really does worry me coming into them getting older and mm. having access to, you know, when we arrive at the point where one has their own phone. Um, 
It is a concern. I suppose for us, being really open and honest as a family is important. Um, we always tell the girls how beautiful they are, how smart they are, how funny they are, how proud of them that we are constantly. So I suppose trying to build up that self-confidence in them so that their constitution is strong enough to be able to deal with whatever comes at them or whatever they are exposed to is something that's really important to us as parents to help mm. them. Um, and that transparency, you know, and having open discussions about them with what they're seeing, what they're accessing, um, and being real with them, you know, not trying to sugarcoat anything. Unfortunately, there are parts of the world that we might not have control over or want mm. them to be a but that is the world that we live in now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yes, it's frightening, but that's going to be their lives. So yeah, and I think you're I think you're exactly right by saying by encouraging you know complimenting them not just on how beautiful they are, but also how clever they are, how funny mm-hmm. they are, how capable they are, how what beautiful siblings they are, how kind they are. It's it's I think if we you know, we discuss the best attribute to our young people being how they can make other people feel, for example, as opposed to what they look like to the outside world and how they can find their own joy in small things, then that will hopefully set them up for, you know, the times when they are looking at devices and they're they're going, oh, I don't look like her, when quite frankly neither does Mm -hmm. she. She doesn't look like that either in real life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's an interesting time, isn't it? Because our girls, you know, being the ages that they are, they haven't got devices yet, but they're, you know, they're not far away from it and they are on things like, you know, uh, YouTube and so forth and they're, I see my daughters looking at things on YouTube and I think to myself, if they're comparing themselves to that girl or that woman that they're looking at, they're only ever going to be feeling rubbish about themselves because it's impossible to look that way. Definitely, yep. It's And it's sad, it's a sad state of affairs when someone arrives at that point that they, you know, want to look like that or are comparing themselves. That's really sad because mm. I feel like when once you've gotten to that, it's really hard to come back from. Yeah, it is. So how does it how does So it, I think um Oh sorry, sweet, you go on. Sorry. Oh no, you go, babe. I was just gonna say, how do you feel like when you see a beautiful woman but she's now overfilled and over overfrozen? How do you how does that make you feel? I feel sad for her, mm. honestly. Um you know, I'm not opposed to anything. I think mm. you have the whatever you want to enhance your beauty. I love, you know, whatever is out there, it's a personal choice. Absolutely. Um, I think someone is overdone and overfilled. I genuinely feel sorry for them because they you don't need to do all of that. Mm. You know, Obviously, within there's something that needs help and needs working on if you feel the need to go that far. Mm. Um, yeah, sorry and sad and mm. wish say to them, you are so incredibly beautiful, but you are just as beautiful without mm. too much. Mm. You know? mm. 
And I think it's that idea of seeking perfection and thinking that perfection, especially perfection in facial features, will bring happiness. And we know, we know and full well that it doesn't. No, and I think it's so important to look at yourself and love parts of yourself that are your favourite features and but also know that they're perfectly imperfect. You know, if you look at your smile, beautiful smile, but you've got a few teeth crooked, your smile is still beautiful and that's unique because you don't need a perfect smile to have a beautiful smile. Mm -hmm. So I think it all comes really got to draw it in and think, yeah, I might like to have perfect teeth, but by the time they're perfect, they you'll still find imperfections with them. So you need to be happy with your perfectly imperfect features and body parts and or you'll you, never be happy. That's right. And if, if you, what would your advice be to someone who was getting stuck in this kind of thing of, of examining their faces too, too much and looking at you know, comparing themselves to other people, what would be your advice? Because you've, you've nailed it there by saying, you know, if you if you start to perfect everything, then you'll start to find faults even in the perfected bits of your face. So mm-hmm. it's almost like you need to remove your head out of that space completely. Yeah, and look at yourself from the outside. Look at yourself the way that other people look at you. You know, look at yourself the way that people who love you and value you look at you. Mm-hmm. and and change the view of yourself. Perhaps you need to stop looking at social media and other things and comparing yourself to other people. Look at what you have to offer and look at yourself from the outside. And I know that's way easier said than done, but, you know, it's a lot of self-work that I think we all need to do and just come back down to who you are as, as a person, what your core is and what you really want and don't base that off of what other people have because there's only one you mm. for the rest of your life. Mm. And if mm. you can't yourself and with what you have, you know, no matter what you do, your life will never be 100% happy because you'll always be chasing something else. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of like, isn't it true that the, the happiest people are the most beautiful people? So if you're finding joy in the things Yeah, and you, you know do, what's really funny? That's right. And I think if you look at all of your the people that you love so much, you almost forget what they actually look like because that's not what you hold on to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you think that they're beautiful in their own way. But, yeah, sometimes I have to think to myself, well, yeah, that's that's what that person looks like, but that's not what I connect with. Yeah. And that is why it's so important to look at yourself the way that other people look at you because – they love you for so many other reasons like you love them for so many other reasons and that can hopefully you know help build people's you know self-esteem and confidence Mm. up within themselves what would you if you could give yourself some advice 10 years ago or in your late late let's say late teens early 20s what would be the, the piece of advice that you'd say to yourself because if you're like if you were like me as as that age it was very much about your physical beauty and how you felt you were in relation to to others. In fact, the teen interview that we did um, uh, a little while ago, she basically said that when she was at school, because she was in a pressure cooker kind of situation where she was forced to be in, you know, in certain classes, depending on what subjects that she did, every day she would be sitting there comparing herself to, you know, the girls around her that were considered the most beautiful. The moment she left 
to go to university, mm-hmm. she went, I don't have to do that anymore. anymore. I can be with the people that make me feel good. Yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting, isn't it? Um, the pressure that society puts on you in different stages of your life. But for me personally, if I could give myself advice for 10 years ago, I would have said, wear that bikini to the beach without covering your body up because your body is amazing. Oh, my um, goodness, yes. Photos of myself when I was so critical of like a little bit of cellulite or whatever, like imperfection. Now, of course, I've birthed three children and look at my body as if it's just this most incredible vessel that mm-hmm. like is on the planet. Mm. So I, you know, I have to go out there and flaunt myself because I've grown and birthed three children. I'm so much more appreciative of what the human body can do. And I look at women, I just think like we are amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I would have told myself 10 years ago who cares yes just get yourself out there and do whatever you want because your body is amazing yeah everything about you is amazing it's kind of like I was saying to someone the other day that you know after I had babies my tummy was was tight and it was firm and it was it was great I was like so excited and and then about a year ago to the day it's like someone had pulled the thread and suddenly all the skin that was tight went and it's now, and I'm like, oh, no, and I didn't wear the bikini, you know, because I was worried then about, oh. like, oh, a tiny bit of this or my linear nigra after yeah. babies, you know, that kind of thing. And now I'm like, but then again I'm sat here and going, well, I should probably wear the bikini because in 10 years' time I'll be saying, oh, my gosh, Anita, you should have worn the bikini 10 years ago. Yeah, I know. It's funny. We, we almost punish ourselves, you know, unnecessarily. Like we've mm. just got to live in the moment because what we've learned too with life over the last few years is you just do not know what's oh. around the corner. You must live for now, love everything you have to offer the world and just be present and be happy. Absolutely. And even if it's finding something little that makes you happy, like if it's, I'm looking at your beautiful fig in the background there. And, you know, if it were to be doing something with a plant that makes you feel joy because you're making it more beautiful or something, then that's the kind of thing. We don't need to do big accolades to get that joy that then makes us happy, that then gives us our radiant beauty. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Now, Brooke, do you know what your unique facial feature is? I, well, I personally think that it, it would be my eyes and my smile. Um, that's what I, I think, but that I guess everybody thinks, anyone could think it's a different feature, but they're the features of mine that I really like the most. Yeah, wonderful. And how do you, so it is definitely your eyes. And it's interesting because it's your eyes. You said your eyes and your smile. It's your eyes when you smile in particular, like especially because what happens to your eyes is they, it's almost like they change color. They're a beautiful, rich brown anyway, but they actually become like a sparkly, lighter brown when you smile. And I know that that's impossible, but it's just the visual effect of what happens to your eye shape. Uh, when you smile and it's so interesting because because that's why when people are around you they feel happier because you radiate that oh that's a lovely thing to but it's so true that because of that that feature in you and that's what's most unique about your face 
is that when people are around you and they feel happier, you know, behavior breeds behavior, doesn't it? So if you're making other people feel happy, they're making you feel happy in turn. So it's actually, it's a win-win situation and it's a really beautiful, uh, unique facial feature to have because there is so much you can do with your eyes to, you know, bring them out and make them shine even more than they actually do. So it's fascinating, isn't it? Do you reckon people should know, people should kind of be taught what their unique facial feature is? I do because I think a lot of people, you know, don't know. Um, And because we're so smothered with, you know, the way that beauty looks, these days yeah I think some people need to be told what their unique facial feature is because that you know you have a gift sitting on your face Mm. and you might not be aware of and Mm. that's a shame Mm. yeah that is a shame isn't it it's a shame not to be you know utilizing it and reveling in it and using it to your advantage because you're born with that yeah, that's right. And that is who that is you. And whether it's your eyes that, you know, radiate your soul or help people people feel comfortable when they're around you, or you have happy eyes that just make other people feel happy when they see you on the street. Or you have a beautiful big mouth that, you know, people love watching when you talk. There's yeah. so many amazing features that people have. Um yeah, and I, I, I think it's a shame if people don't know what they are. Yeah, it's like a little, it's like their little, you know, piece of lottery that they've got sitting with them all the time and they don't know about it. It's interesting, isn't it? It's kind of like one of those things where if you could, if you could sprinkle, you know, little wishes on everyone, it would be that they found out what their unique facial feature is so that it empowers them to feel good about themselves all the time. Definitely. Now I have one more question for you, yeah. <laughs> and that hit me with it. And that is actually no, I've got two because these are two that I think would be really helpful. Because you're one of the things I really love about you is your aura. So when you're with people, you instantly calm people down. And like I said, because of your your unique facial feature, but it's also because of your the way that you present yourself in a space. You walk into a space and the space is ready for you. It's it's yours. Yeah. And and it's such a beautiful thing to see. And I watch you with other people in other situations. I mean, I watched you yesterday afternoon at assembly and you're just stood there but there's like this beautiful aura around you, which is such, such a special gift to have. It really is. And everyone, everyone who's with you would know about it, but they wouldn't know what exactly it is, but they'd know about it. So what I really want to ask you is how could someone, if there was anything that someone could do to help you, what would it be? To help me, I, oh, that's such a good question. It's a tricky one. Yeah. Because it might not be to do a thing. It might be to be a thing, to be something. I think for me personally, what I value the most are 
like deep connected relationships. So I need people. I need people. That's my mm. personality. I have mm-hmm. people around me and I have to have a really good connection to those people and feel like I am valued and supported um, and loved. So, yeah, I guess for me what I need, if I was to need something from someone, would be that that would be an honest, true connection that's unbiased um, and just, you know, with pure intentions. That's what I need. Mm. And I think that's so true for society today and life today is that honesty, being brave and true, you know, being absolutely honest about who you are because then other people can get to feel who you are and it's all about those, like you said, those true connections and so forth. And I think that's that's a beautiful way to finish our chat because it's kind of we've talked a little bit about beauty but a lot about deeper stuff in terms of the things that bring you joy the way to to feel connected to other people and it's kind of one of those things where it's almost like we need to take a moment we need to to stop the rush of trying to be and do everything and we just need to take that moment to go okay am I feeling connected with myself am I feeling happy in my own skin and then I can present my best self into the world and my most beautiful self into the world as well without having to find things that I think will band-aid them band-aid and short-term gratification you know you need to find something that in that you love about yourself figure out what it is that inspires you. I think something that my mum always taught me that I think is really important too is telling, complimenting other people. You know, if you see someone who you think is beautiful and they're a stranger, you should be telling them that they're beautiful. Or, yeah. you know, you see a little and you like their dress, I love your dress. Um, or And just being off of the, you know, be proud of people, be complimentary because what you say and do for people far outweighs what they will remember that you look like or, you know, the makeup you had on or the dress that you wore. The way that you make people feel is what resonates with them and a compliment can go so far for somebody else's self-confidence and it's free. Like it's something that you can give any minute of the day to somebody else. And, yeah, I think it's important. And then it comes back to you as well, doesn't it? Because you feel good about making someone else feel better. So it, it ups your worth and it makes you feel like a better, more beautiful person as well. Yeah, it definitely does. And I think, you know, it shows a lot about somebody too that they are stunning. You are a beautiful human being um, and you don't care if they reply or if they think you're weird. You, yeah. you are willing to share knowing that that will sit in them whether they like depending on whatever response you get you know that they'll take that Mm, absolutely because if you if you start looking for the beauty all around you all around you then more beauty will come to you absolutely Mm, yeah excellent oh my darling it's been so lovely to chat with you i really enjoyed it 